a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on Footy Talk today, we are going through the season opener. Wow, what a game it was. We've got all the breakdown from the Melbourne Storms' golden point victory against the Parramatta Eels. Absolutely outstanding last night, Jimmy. And then we're going to run for a preview of tonight's games for the Friday Night Footy. Hello and welcome everybody to the latest edition of Footy Talk. I'm your host, James Graham. There is no Greg Inglis and Connor Watson today, but I am joined by the man who's having the weekend off, Aaron Woods. Yes, uh, go ahead, plenty of time off, so I uh, got the call up off the bench and I'm um, in here with you, big fella. How is that for you, having the buy round, round one? Nah, honestly, at the moment, honestly, it's not at the right time. <laughs> I think I spoke to you about it before, uh, we played our charity shieldy Mudgy, and the result for us was disappointing. And you know what it's like, Jimmy. After a poor performance, the first thing you want to do is just you want to be able to you know get straight on that field as quick as possible. And we're not till the Sunday six thirty game as well, so we've got to wait the whole week next week as well. We're the last game, so for us, disappointing. But this week we've had a good week. You know, we've pretty much had a training week like we're going to play and we had a bigger post session, you know, um, yesterday. So it's, for us, it's something that we've tried to work hard on and, you know, now we've got the rest of the weekend off. Yeah, nice. Well, the footy is back and it was back with a bang last night. What a game. Going to a Golden Point thriller and Melbourne Storm, the streak continues on. I think that's 22 round one wins in a row. And... Wow, they didn't lead last night up until the golden point try from Harry Grant. It was absolutely outstanding, Jimmy. I think we did the call together and, you know, we spoke about it throughout that game. Like, you know, there was moments through it where we just thought power were going to take, you know, they had it there up 6-0. We thought they had all the ascendancy, they're going to go again. But then after half time, Melbourne come out, they score a quick try. And then Parramatta get back in the game, they get to 12-6. Then for all we know, they're all over the top of them. And then just, you know, a soulful Solomon comes up with a massive play he forces the ball on, on Lumi Lumi and then they get the back and then from that, that scrum, they score a try. It's 12 or From that moment, it just looked like Parra panicked a little bit and, and Storm, they just knew the situation they were in. They must prepare, they train for it because they're in it all the time. And I think through that core, you were the one that said, you know, Melbourne don't beat themselves. You know, it's going to take a big effort to beat them. And in the end of the game, just shows you how brilliant of a side they are. You know, to win 22 round one games is absolutely incredible and, that was a golden point one too. Like Every team knows that there's a streak there on the line, but they're just showing up week in, week out. It's absolutely outstanding. For me, it's not a coincidence. Not at all. Like hearing Craig Bellamy speak in the week, I spoke to Brandon Smith in the week, and the message from the staff is this round one is a reflection of your preseason. Yep. It's a reflection of how hard you've worked. And you, we look at the, the transition of this Melbourne Storm team, especially over the last off-season, losing really experienced forwards, really experienced forwards that in those type of games can be so vital. They suffered from injuries, players being removed from the field of play. There was a couple of uncharacteristic errors in crucial points in the game, but they still found a way to win the game. And it was a really smart play as far as I'm concerned from Harry Grant because, you know, Meany hadn't been hitting them well. Munster had sliced one. But also, if you look at where... Gutherson was yeah. standing. He was standing at 
sort of BC defender to, to go and apply pressure as quick as possible, get off the line, apply the pressure to the to the person attempting the field goal. Well, Harry Grant, I think he, he was aware of that. And then instead of it being Gutherson there, it was a tired middle forward. And he exploited that. And it was a remarkable way to, to end such a fantastic opening to season 2023. And the other thing is, well... You, they lost so much experience, you know, Bromwich brothers, Felice Kafusi, blokes that have been in that Melbourne Storm system for ten plus years. I think, I think Bromwich Jesse Bromwich has played nearly three hundred games for the Storm. Um, Christian Welsh first game back, yeah. absolutely outstanding. Solomon laid the platform, but then you got guys, you know, Elise Katoa, your Trent Lorio, young King from Newcastle, yeah. it's his second year there. They just transform players, you know, that they're not that they're on a scrap heap, but they're probably on the out at the clubs they've been at. And they go down there for an opportunity. Whatever, you know, I haven't been down there. I don't know what the culture or, you know, what they get up to down there, but they just turn players that, you know, probably could play 50, 60 games in their whole career, turn them into actual first graders that can be around for 200 games. They turn them into rep players. They turn them into players that just you want at your club, you know, and like the Dale Finnecanes who, who's gone to, to Cronulla and look at the leadership he's provided down there. So, You've spoke to players and how much emphasis they have on it, but just the culture and they're an absolutely outstanding club and, you know, that's the reward they're getting. King was enormous and I think... Oh, 58 you know, tackles, I think he came yeah, up. Yeah, it was a, a phenomenal effort. And when you, I think when you look at Melbourne, I thought when Munster left, I thought they were gone. Yeah, I, I was, they, they, there was a, There was a huge drop the, in their level of performance, especially defensively. When Munster left the field of play, now, fingers are always a funny one in yep. the halves. It didn't seem to affect him, especially defensively. He was his usual grubby, you know, energetic, he was better. awkward self. Yeah. With a, I don't know what, what the what the actual I, I diagnosis re- was, but what what a performance I, from him. It, you know, we, we talk about the work ethic of some of the lesser known players, but it's that spine when when they come together. We, you know, and every single year we fall into this. Melbourne are going to drop off the cliff. I did crap. it. I did it about six years ago and thought, you know, blah blah blah. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're done. They're, but mate, you can't. Every year, someone says Melbourne won't make it, mate. They, they go to another level. Like last four or five years, they've lost Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, Billy Slaters. You know, they did it tonight without Pappenhausen as well. And then, like you said, Cameron Munster comes off for what a fifteen-minute period. You know, you think the intensity levels drop, but then as soon as he comes out, like we were talking about how Paramount had all the ascendancy going in the half time. Halftime was probably the worst thing that could happen to him at the time. And then we spoke on the call that, you know, if they can continue with what the momentum they had. And then as soon as we look down, we see Cameron Munster run out. And then I remember you said on the call, you're like, I don't know now. My opinion yeah. sort of changed. And, and that's the influence he has down there. He's such a – he's a player that, you know, he can come up with brilliant plays offensively. But then even in defensive decisions that he comes up with, he never – makes a bad play. He's always got his body or, or, or position himself in the right positions and he just shuts down defensive, whether it's the line speed he gets up, he, he breaks down Parramatta where Mitch Moses wants to play a long cutout and he's just that little annoying person you can't get out of the way. Yeah, we've heaped a lot of praise on on the Melbourne Storm, but you know, a lot of eyes were on Parramatta and how they bounced back from you know their grand final defeat. What was your... Uh assessment of their performance? I think it's a massive pass for them. You know, they, they come up against one of the, the best organisations in the last 15, 20 years in the NRL. And there's a lot of question marks on, on Hopgood coming from Penrith. You know, I thought he, he Melbourne didn't win. He gets man of the match for Absolutely, one. yeah. But then another boat. He's copped a lot of flack. He's coming off an ACL injury. He's Josh Hodgson. He was a difference early on for Parramatta. Like, Watching him live, you don't realise how much time he gives his halves and, and his ball carries. And 
the width of his passes and and the right time to go to the right people. Um, there was moments in the game where you know Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses was set open on the on the long side of the field, and he's just seen a little short side play. I think he he come out, he did a little grubber, creates a a repeat set. You know he finds Gutherson. They get a two on one short side. He's just got these little little bits of brilliance, and a lot of people question only because of the injury. Yeah, we know he's a brilliant player, but I think that, you know the longer that game went on, the the better they combined together. Yeah. So. The more time those guys get on the field, the better they're going to be. Yeah, and also also a, a real touch of class from Hodgson to set up the oh. uh, junior baller try in terms of... And that's standing at plus two, I think he was. Yep. And the tempo that he showed. So one of those plays that he usually jumps out of dummy half where he's the first man on the ball. He was plus two and the tempo that he played with and the ability to make players make decisions That's, defensively, which makes the options more readily available and an easier option for the attacking player. And it was a great little oh. set piece, plus two, drifted across field, almost stopped, went again, stopped again, and just put Borlo for a beautiful hole and an out ball for him. And I think we'll see more of that combination of Hodgson with Borlo and uh, RCG as well as the as the weeks progress. It, that's the patience he's got, Jimmy. You know, a lot of young kids probably would have tried to throw over the top or, yeah. or put a kick in, but he holed up. He, he summed up. All right, there's numbers out the back. I don't want to go there because Munster's flying up out of the line. You've got Nick Meany at the ruck, and then you've got a big Paulo one-on-one uh, -on -one with Lorio. So he's just hit him short, and then it was just the timing of it. Like yeah. he could have rushed it, but he just played it. He engaged the defender, and then – Bang, the big fellow was over. Like, you know, you're not going to stop Borlo 10 metres out that close to the line. No, absolutely not. And I think for me in looking at Parramatta's performance last night, I did a little look at the the, the numbers and, yeah, they've got some some players missing that are going yep. to add to, you know, the strength. I just worry they don't use their bench enough. They're relying heavily on, you know, RCG and, and Borlo play 60, 65 minutes. And Hop, Hop, Hop played Hop. 83 the only one I'm sort of thinking of really that's going to get a lot of time is Madison when he comes yeah. back. I don't think Makatoa got on no, last he didn't. night. He didn't get on. I thought uh, Murchie was good from the Warriors. Murchie, yeah. he, he got a bit of time. Mama Sia didn't get much no, time at all either. And then Weir McGregor sort of played that little, mm. you know, 10 either side of half time when Borlo and Campbell Gill. I think once they get their rotation right, you know, they'll get a couple of players back in lane and then you're probably going to get more. Probably the minutes are probably going to come down for Borlo and, yep. and, and Campbell Gillard, but their intensity and, you know, like the, the quantity of what they do and the quality is going to be so much better. Yeah. But admittedly, it's only round yeah, one. It, it, they exactly. were absolutely outstanding. Uh, yeah. Oh, mate, they, they were. And it's one yeah. of those games where I think, well, a little bit of luck and it's a different story. The, the streak yep. is broken. I just want to get your thoughts, Woodsy. Round one, golden point. Oh, mate. You'd it's, be, it's, <laughs> it's the nightmare, right? As a middle. You'd be looking for the sideline, get me the pickle juice because these big calves are going to start cramping, especially when you look at Junior Paulo. And, like, they were outstanding. And, and they play big minutes as it is. Yeah. You prepare all preseason, but you don't prepare for an 80-plus-minute game. You're hoping it's um, well and true. But you know the other thing as well, yeah. Jimmy, the quality of that game that we saw last night was absolutely outstanding. Very high-quality game of rugby league football. and The shifts. Uh, what, what, especially early on, the desperation the in defence. There was a there was a moment there, early doors, where Melbourne have scrambled in their right-hand corner. 
literally a play later, they're over scrambling in the left. And I thought he was going to score for Omani Lumi Lumi in the corner. Yeah, well, even Mike Acebo, I think oh. if they'd have executed that play, they would have created a better opportunity for yeah. him to score. They almost played into the hands of the, the sliding Melbourne defence, but take nothing away from Melbourne. They um, they protect their line. It, it means the world to them. It's like their lives depend well, on it. Well, we spoke about in the coverage. We were a little bit worried when Munster went off because they looked like they were out of sync. They were out of sorts, you know. Wishart's a good young player, but he just wasn't on the same page as um, you know, young Tunnamapia. It, it just looked like they just weren't talking in defence. And then as soon as Munster comes back out, there's no, there's no shink in the armour. The standard's been set. I don't know if we'll see any games in round one just like we did on Thursday night. But looking ahead to the game tonight, both games are available on the listener app. First up, We've got the Warriors against the Knights. What are we thinking from these these two teams? Super excited for this game. You know, Andrew Webster's taken over the Warriors. It, they've, they've been really good in the trial form. You know, he's come from the Penrith system. You've seen what they've done the last two, three years. They've been, you know, they've lost one comp and then won two in a row. Um, he's got a couple of players over there. You know, he's signed some, the, you know, uh, Mitch Barnett. He's playing up front with Adam for Newell Blake. It's a really good front row. Um, and I'm really interested to see how Sean Johnson goes, you know, playing under Webby because – we had Andrew Webster at the Tigers. Very good coach. Players love him. He gets everybody. He knows he knows everyone's different. Uh, he knows how to get the best out of players. And then he's you know obviously gone and done his apprenticeship under Ivan. Really looking forward to it. And then with the with the Knights, I, I love what Knights have got with their starting stuff. I love their bench. You know Jack Hetherington, Adam Elliott, two really really good buys and really good players off the bench. Great leg speed, especially when you know. When you can get the Warriors in the grind and you can bring the two players like those sort of guys on the field, really would love to see how they, you know, how they can handle that ruck. And uh, I think it's a big game for Callum Ponga as well. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, mate, him at him at six is it is huge. It's a big move. A lot of eyes on on Newcastle. You know, I hate to say this, but a lot of pressure on them as well. And it, but it's great to see uh, the Warriors back at home in New Zealand, playing there every single week. They've got to make that home ground advantage. You know, it's like Jimmy. Remember. You know, when you play over in New Zealand, it's it's cold, it's wet, it's windy, and Perf- cra- perfect for a guy like me. So <laughs> I used to look forward to that, Woodsy. Uh, yeah, was never was there was never any complaints from me about it being cold. I yeah. Uh, oh mate, in fact, yeah, I got I got caught sneaking sun cream into New Zealand <laughs> once, and uh, much to the. Uh, the delight of some of my teammates. I was—I uh, think I was the only person that ever put sun cream on in in July in Auckland. But uh, Matt, it was all—it uh, was necessary. So uh, I didn't care what they thought. Uh, Panthers v Broncos. Well, this for me, Cobo and Luai—they've been yes, at, yes. at each other a little bit. Called him a grub, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, that's I, them from the incident in Origin. Yes, yes. But it, he, it comes from, you know, the accidental knockout of Cobbo and, and then Luai was there and then I think Cobbo made some comments in a podcast from I think that months was the same. and months and months ago. I think that yeah, was the it, was, it was the same. And obviously, yes. you know, people have been doing the digging and uh, come up with these comments and, yes. you know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite rare. It's good. See. It's good to see, but it creates it, the theatre. It's great. It's, it's great. What, and so what's the first thing you're going to be watching in this game? Well, I'm going to be waiting for Cleary's bomb to go <laughs> oh, off yeah. because Cobbo's now playing full football. Back. He's yep. been named at fullback due to the absence of, Re- of Reese Walsh. But I think um, Luai's going to be first on the scene. Oh, I think. So, yeah. um, and, and, and Cobbo, he's a devastating runner of the ball. It's G.I. like. The way he yeah. carries the ball back, like, you know, he can do it same as Latrell Mitchell. They've just got that big left-hand carry and – they just bump you, but 
The thing I like about this game is if you've looked over the last couple of years when Brisbane play against Penrith, they tend to worry them a little bit. Yeah, they do. It's, it's their mobile forward pack, you know, because Penrith love to do that rushing, lift you up, drive you back. But the, the speed of the of the Brisbane pack, they tend to get over the advantage line a lot quicker than other teams. And if Adam Mills can control, you know, his kicking game and where they give the ball to the Panthers, I give Broncos a big chance in this game. I'm really interested to see how Penrith adapt to life without Api Corusa. You know, Kikau is a big loss, but losing that first link, the first person on the ball, you know, Mitch Kenny's going to be there at nine. He he starts games, but then yeah. what are they going to do? I thought Penrith last year, they got the tactics spot on, start Mitch Kenny and then bring on Api Corusa after the 20-minute mark, but they're not going to have that this year. Yeah. Um, they still played well in the World Cup Challenge. But they but, just missed that point of difference. Yeah, they, they, they did. So all eyes are going to be on them, but they've got, you know, I think for, for Penrith, it's about, Focusing on the week to week and not focusing on this, you know, this three peat that is. I, I think the, the, the three peat potential, and they're they're smart enough to do oh, that. Yeah. Coach Cleary knows that, but again, a, a really interesting battle and the, the spice of the two players. It's I can't it, wait. I, yeah, it's one. It's one of them. You, you're going to be. It's like Spud versus Chief. Like you yeah. knew it was just on straight away. Yeah, we, and, and these blokes haven't held back either. Yeah. Yeah, they've not backed down. <laughs> no, it's not just at all. like, let's go. And they're two fiery characters. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it's going to be on. Watch Cleary's kick and then Luai oh. chase. You, you'll see the footsteps. So That big torpedo from Cleary. Yeah. But any other thing, any team that's got Nathan Cleary in it, never write him off because he's an absolute freak of oh, a He's never seen anything I think like he, it. I think he's got the – He's going to be up there. He, he's, he's, he, he is. He's on track to be the, the best half like, on I, record. I, I love Andrew Johns, but Andrew Johns didn't win two comps – up. Not at this age. Not at this age. And, yeah, and, and his best years are ahead of him. But um, it should be a great game. Panthers, Broncos, the champions are back against one of the, you know, a team in the Broncos that a lot of people, again, under pressure, but are tipping for the top eight. So um, strap yourself in. Lou oh, Ivy, Cobo is a little uh, sideshow or bring side it on. plot. Bring it on. It's going to be it's going to be great. Well, that's all we've got time for on on, uh, on Footy Talk. It's been great to chat with you, Woodsy. I'll be uh, passing on some notes to, to GI and Connor Watson. <laughs> um, but yeah, enjoyed your company, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend off. Can't wait. Thanks for having me, mate.